Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. Good morning or good afternoon, depending if on your if you're on the west or east coast or in a different part of the world. You never know. And welcome in to Salt Live. This is Sports on Tap, and this is that being said with George and myself, Sammy Georgeur. This is episode 444. A great day to be alive, and we got a lot of good topics coming up today. So welcome in, whether you're listening on the podcast or on the live show on Facebook periscope or youtube i hope you're having a great day and i'm your co-host sammy georgeur and i'm george georgeur and we're coming at you live and direct from the sound live studios in sunny everett washington thank you for tuning in today whether it be on facebook twitter or youtube.com slash sound sports this episode is brought to you by soundshop.com soundshop has some awesome awesome gear if you're a big sports fan and a big song fan we got some song branded shirts uh song for those of you who are watching or listening for the first time sports on tap we also have really cool trendy shirts like right now lebron james shirts that say you know fans since july 1st first 2018 on laker colors just some stuff you know that you would not necessarily see in the mainstream but a little bit of more fun shirts Fun hats. We have a goat collection. Go check it out. Sonshop.com. That's S-O-N-T-S-H-O-P.com. And Sammy, can you tell the fine folks at home what this is? This is Sports Radio Redefined. Welcome in. Uh, Jacob West said 444. Morning, fellas. Another day to be great. And I like that. I like the dub- two days in a row motivation. I like it. Time to be great. And George, it is a good day. And it is time to be great because it's a wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Absolutely. And we got a couple big topics to get into, but actually, before we get into the big topics, let me just get, a, get away with the today in sports really quick All right. and get them done with. Today is hashtag World Emoji Day, so I'm really hoping Queen Kiara Clark, the hashtag Queen Emoji Princess, is going to tune in today because really it is World so Emoji too. Day. What is your favorite emoji? Uh, my favorite emoji, well, it depends on the situation, but I really do like the one where you're like smiling but your tongue's out a little bit because you're kind of hungry and it looks tasty oh so the tongue out like no, this one yeah but side tongue. Out, the side tongue like i'm that looks so delicious that i want to eat it my favorite is that's a shrub. good one too it became a trend last like the, year i also like the face palm face palm is good but i don't usually send that that much i use this a lot because it's a lot of like yeah i might be crazy or i might have said something stupid or i might be doing something dumb mm-hmm. or like I can't Whatever believe you, you did that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of situations for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's also hashtag World Tattoo Day, I believe is what it was called. Yeah, Sammy. I mean, I'm not National a, Tattoo Day. National Tattoo Day. Well, here, guys, I'm going to give everyone at home a great life lesson on tattoos. Go ahead and get one today of our logo and tell everyone wherever you go about song. 
that would be great advice, but it's also it's also horrible advice because I would never do that for my own self. So, Sammy, don't tell people. Advice. Sammy has a big son tattoo uh, on his shoulder. I don't have any tattoos, but don't do that because then we're gonna get sued somehow for this advice. So, I no, would just I, go can, get tattooed whenever you'd like you to get tattooed. Can you I mean, Michael, a lot of people get Jordan t- brand tattoos on. I mean, you can't sue Michael Jordan for it. He didn't try to convince them to do it. So he might have. No, he didn't. So, welcome in. Those are my uh, topics of the day and the hashtags of the day. But let's get into the real topics today, George. We're going to be talking a little bit of Bryce Harper, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of Hall of Fame in Terrell Owens, and kind of just the Hall of Fame in general. Absolutely. But last night, Bryce Harper in his home, not his hometown, but his home team's town in D.C., went ahead and had a nice nine-in-a-row home, home run streak and ended up winning the home run derby on a last-second home run. Right. And uh, it was American as hell. He was wearing American, had an America bat. He had America arm sleeves, headband. And it was just, it kind of gave a good light to baseball last night, I felt like. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the first times in a long time. I mean, if, if Bryce Harper wasn't in that home run derby and uh, well, Kyle Shor- who won- Shorber. Shorber, who got second place, won the home run derby. You know, at the end of the day, we would have talked about here for about 30 seconds instead of a few moments in a few minutes because Bryce Harper is the guy baseball needs. I mean, I know he's struggling a little bit at the plate this year, but he is the most electrifying, most exciting, and most fun uh, uh, baseball player there is right now in Major League Baseball. Now, he's not the best player. I mean, Mike Trout is a little is a better baseball player right now than Bryce Harper is statistically. But excitement-wise, Bryce Harper moves the needle. Uh, people get to the TV screen to watch Bryce Harper. People on the internet were talking about Bryce Harper because Bryce Harper is, I mean, he's like a superhero. You know, he, got, he has the long hair. He has the beard. Yesterday he was going no hat, uh, no, no helmet, ban- American flag bandana, as you said, American flag socks, American flag helmet. And as soon as he won, what did he do? <laughs> he he threw the through. Uh, well, it's funny. <laughs> Even from no helmet, the American flag hat, bandana, no helmet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no helmet twice. You said no helmet, and then you said American flag helmet. I think you meant bat. 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 Oh, bat. bat. Okay, there you go. I was like, I'm bat. so confused. Okay, you know, but nobody wears a helmet, by the way. Yeah, I know, but the way he did it just looked cooler. No hat and a bandana instead. And a bandana instead. Uh, that's what I meant to say. American flag bandana, and you know, and then when he what, what happens when he hits a game-winning home run? He actually flips the bat two hands, and just puts on a show. And that's what baseball is missing. I mean, Bryce Harper when he came into Major League Baseball would tell his teammates, "Hey, if a guy does a bat flip after a home run, don't throw at him because that's me. That's what I do." Like he wants to make baseball fun again. And he, yesterday, for a moment, he captured the nation's attention. He made baseball fun. And you know what, Sammy? He's going to be the highest paid American athlete by a team in history after this offseason. Because I think I really do believe he's going to get that $350 million contract and become the highest paid base player in baseball history, thus becoming the highest paid American athlete in history by a team, not, not endorsement-wise. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm not. it's not really the excitement of the home run derby, like the bat flip, whatever. I think I'm sure a lot of people have done that in – in home run derbies because it's not offensive in a home run derby. So to me, it's no, not, no, I understand that. Yeah, I know, but I'm just, let me get to my point. I mean, like I'm just saying it, to me, it wasn't about what he did or anything. He didn't do anything that 
awesome or cool and i i liked his apparel and his energy and stuff for me it's more about like the second part that you're talking about is what baseball needs is a guy like him for me it wasn't about you know like his it wasn't about like the bat flip or you know whatever it was it was about just he's the kind of guy that if you're gonna take maybe the two of the most talented young guys in baseball, like a Mike Trout and a Bryce Harper. You got a Mike Trout who's quiet, doesn't say much, kind of has a shaven head. He's not bald, but he like shaves it. Just a buff-yoked guy that doesn't say much and just smiles for the cameras. While you have Bryce Harper on the other end who has hair that is like glossy and shiny, and he kind of relates to the... I feel like you relate to the average American more, where it's like, I love America, I'm fun, I'm loud, like I'm yelling. And for me, it's just yesterday was uh, forget like my point was forget the excitement of yesterday because it was just a home run derby, right? But I think yesterday showed us baseball would be a lot more fun if we had more guys like Bryce Harper and more yeah. guys that just lived up to like, hey, you want to hype me up? I'm gonna hype you guys back up. This crowd's gonna have fun, and I'm gonna have fun with it. I'm having my dad pitch for me. I'm gonna have fun with it. And I'm gonna you know, enjoy this time and, and, and just be that guy. That's a little different, but outspoken and fun. And we don't get that a lot in baseball. A lot of times in baseball, and there's two reasons for that. One, we get guys like Mike Trout who just don't want to be in the spotlight. And secondly, which it's, it's not unfortunate, but it's, it's just a little dip harder for the personality stuff is we get a lot of foreign guys, the Dominicans that don't speak very good English. We get Venezuelans Sometimes we get Cubans. We get a lot of players from Hispanic descent that came here, not speaking that much English. And, and sometimes they're a little shy or timid speaking out on a microphone. We've, we've seen that. I mean, we've seen home run derbies won by, I think it was Cespedes once that he couldn't even speak English in the interview. And so it kind of made it, less relatable to the common fan. But Bryce Harper is like the perfect example of like the American raised, like I love America. I love baseball. This is our pastime. And I'm here to like, just be part of this all. And I think it was great for the game of baseball in general. And it shows that, man, if we can have more Bryce Harpers, maybe baseball would have a little bit of a resurgence in America. And you can at least root for other teams instead of just rooting for your home team. Right. And that's, there's something I wanted to ask you there. And I'm not sure. I personally don't know what the answer is. But in general, baseball has had a hard time kind of bringing in that next superstar and having that guy, you know, really relate to the American public. Like, you know, like a LeBron James. Like, there's a when back in the day, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. on a shorter, but Ken Griffey Jr. was all over, you know, Wheaties boxes, video game covers, etc. But before that, let's go back to the Mickey Mantles, the, you know, the guys who are icons in in America, in all of America, not just in their hometown. Why has baseball failed to do that? And I've not heard that point too often made, but I think you hit the nail on the ha- uh, head there that it could be because most of baseball stars are not from the United States and they can't relate to the common fan the, versus back in the day when, like, uh, I mean, we got a picture of Mickey Mantle and jo- uh, Joe DiMaggio over there. Those guys were from the United States. They were from New York. They were relatable to the common American. Do you think the Spanish influence in the United, in baseball is what keeps baseball from producing household names? I've never thought of it like that, but I mean, when you said that, I kind of something kind of clicked on me. So I, I don't know if that's the case, but you said that, and I'm just wondering what you think. Yes and no, because you look there was there were some in the past. I, but I guess if you actually really look at it, a lot of like let's say in the '90s, a lot of the big names 
kind of were Mark McGuire's. And, uh, there was Sammy Sosa. There was so Sammy that, Sosa. But there was like Ken Griffey, the Mark McGuire's, Roger uh, Clement, or not Clemente, Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. Um, even like Kurt Schilling was kind of a big name. But there's been a decent mix. Because remember, there still was, you know, we had Derek Jeter and on. Alex Rodriguez, I know he's kind of Hispanic, but like he's American. Yeah, he was, grew up here. Yeah, but there still was the Manny Ramirez's, the Pedro Martinez's, right. the the Sammy Sosa's, but something about now, now they're not getting the same type of publicity. And it could be because of being foreign still. Maybe it just didn't matter back then because baseball was more of a dominant sport in America. Right. But now I think, I think it plays a role, but I think it is a, a little bit of two different things. It's a little bit of both the, there's these guys that we can't relate to. Like I, I look at, you know, like a, a player on the Mariners, Gene Segura, right? He's an all-star right now, all-star shortstop um, in the American uh, League. Gene, Gene, the hitting machine. Gene, Gene, the hitting machine. All his Instagrams are in Spanish. All his tweets are in Spanish. Right. And as much as I love him as a Mariners fan, I have no way of relating to this guy. I don't even know what he's saying when he's on Twitter. So I, have, I don't – there's no even a point so, of following So it makes it hard to actually get to know him on a personal level, yes. which you, you do with like someone like LeBron James. And on top of that – on top of that, baseball has like been reduced to like a third or fourth sport in America. Right. So with both those factors, it becomes really hard. And that's why you probably see last night we were mesmerized by Bryce Harper. We're like, we want Bryce Harper to win because right. he's kind of that one guy that we actually relate to, really. Like you can actually really relate to when it comes to baseball. And that's where I think they have both those things that are kind of the, the, the issue right now. It's both... The maybe the language barriers and the and the where the people are coming from, plus the fact that baseball is like maybe a third or fourth sport in America. That make, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I was just wondering. I never really. I was thinking about it today. Why we can't produce stars and household names? I mean, everyone knows Bryce Harper's name, but he's not like, you know. I mean, even our mom. Maybe I don't know if it's because she's from Seattle, but and she knew who Alex Rodriguez was. I mean, such a he was such a and big Ken name. Griffey Jr. And Ken Griffey Jr. and all these guys, but. You ask my mom who Bryce Harper is. Yeah, every sports fan knows who Bryce Harper is, but I don't think my uh, there's no way my mother would know who Bryce Harper is. Times and, have changed. And you know what? Ninety even big sports fans. If Mike Trout walked into a room, they probably not all of them, but a, a lot of times would not know who Mike Trout even was. They know That's the true. name. They know when he's on TV wearing the Angels jersey. But if you walked into a room in jeans and a T-shirt, you might just say that's some big buff white dude. Yeah, and Mike Trout's boring. Yeah, well, yeah, but. Mike Trout got to like get a publicist or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I lived in Anaheim. Well, I lived down the street from the Angel, Angel Stadium, and as much as people there loved Mike Trout on the field, I didn't know many people that knew that much about him off the field. It was not like I know he's from New Jersey. That's all I know. I thought he's from Philly. Why is he an Eagles fan? Because uh, that that is on that New Jersey Philadelphia border. I think. Oh, okay. I think I might, I, I, I no could idea. be totally. See, I might be totally wrong about that too. Yeah, who knows? Um, on Twitter. Baggett's Akeo on Periscope said, good morning from the Philippines. I just wanted to give a shout-out from the Philippines. First-time commenter. So, uh, what's up, Baggett's Akeo? I don't know what your name is, though. Hey, well, hey, what's up from the Philippines? We have, we have a, sometimes we get a lot of people from the Philippines. I know Philippines love sports, and especially the NBA. The basketball. Yep. I don't know if they love sports. I, they like football, too, I think. I think they do, too. I'm not quite sure, but let us know. You are going to say something. No. Right? Yeah, when I was talking, you were like, so no. I was waiting for you to say something. Oh, no. Know. All right. Well, big ups to Bryce Harper, and I really do hope that uh, we keep getting guys like Bryce Harper in MLB to kind of represent. George? What up? 
One thing I did want to talk about <coughs> is... Are you all right there? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I choked on my coffee. One thing I want to talk about today, which I've been... I had a video yesterday about Terrell Owens in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I got some backlash on Twitter because some people are saying... Thinking I, I don't believe he should be a hall, first ballot Hall of Famer. But that was besides my point. Mm-hmm. T.O. is... Let's say boycotting. I don't. That's a weird word. He's choosing to not attend his Hall of Fame ceremony, and this is because he is mad that he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? So he's choosing to watch it with family and friends in a different location in his hometown, which I don't mind. I think that's a that's cool. If that's what you want to do, that's cool. But at the end of the day, my thing with To here, George, that is bothering me is. I feel like the reason he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer has nothing to do with his on-field production. It has to do with some antics that he's done in his career. It's with some of the showboating, with some of the off-field stuff that he's done that's kind of weird, like the sit-ups thing, and maybe some leadership or teammate stuff. While I'm not saying that that's right or wrong to take that into consideration in your Hall of Fame, when you're a Hall of Fame voter, but my biggest point of the video I made yesterday was... For those voters that didn't want T.O. in as a first ballot guy. That did or didn't. That didn't want him as a first ballot guy for his antics. This is exactly their point. It's like, oh, so you're going to be like this only guy that doesn't show up to a Hall of Fame induction. And people in the Hall of Fame, Michael Irving was bothered by it. I've heard Chris Carter talk about being bothered by it. There's been a lot of NFL people on radio shows saying, like, I'm trying to convince him to go. It's kind of disrespectful. So I'm not saying these voters were right or wrong or should even take this into consideration. I just think he's proving some of those right or some of those voters that he's proven them right. That, like, of course, we have to have a now after all these years, we're going to induct you to the Hall of Fame. Of course, we're going to have drama and the main storyline is going to be T.O. once again. Yeah, I mean, Terrell Owens, Sammy, uh, and I, I love Terrell Owens as a football player. Uh, he, he's fantastic. I mean, the numbers he put up, you know, other than Jerry Rice, no wide receivers ever put up these numbers. So there's no doubt in my mind that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and a Hall of Famer and well-deserving and should have got in on the first try to the okay. Hall of Fame. However, this is the point you made there is perfect. At the end, Terrell Owens, once again, is proving to everyone – Nothing else matters to him other than what? Himself. Than himself, exactly. And his, like, his name being number one. Yeah, I mean, once again, the Hall of Fame is not about Terrell Owens. It's about the game of football. And, I mean, I'm not, the, I'm not one of those guys who I'm like, oh, man, the Hall of Fame is holy place. But you get inducted to it. You're one of, you know, I mean, how many people are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I'm not quite sure. But let's say you're w- one of the 1% of the people that played in the NFL that got into the Hall of Fame. So this is about the NFL. It's about the game of football. It's not about Terrell Owens. It's about living the, putting the legacy of Terrell Owens in the NFL Hall of Fame. And for him to boycott it and say, oh, I'm going to go spend time with my friends and family, he's basically poo-pooing not only the NFL Hall of Fame, but his his other guys who are in the Hall of Fame with him, like the Michael Urbans, the Jerry Rices. I mean, this is a fraternity, right? And if, when you get into the fraternity, you do what the fraternity asks you to do. You don't go on your own agenda, and it's for one day, and then you go about and do everything. You, you, you're, by disrespecting the writers, 
you're disrespecting the Hall of Fame. You're not disrespecting the writers much. You're disrespecting the Hall of Fame, and you're being super selfish about it. And that's why that's that was the whole knock on him in his whole career. The only reason he didn't get in on the first ballot is because people said he was selfish. I mean, what does he do when he gets in? He proves more that he's selfish. And I, it, it, it's sad because he doesn't realize it. I, I like Terrell Owens. I think he's great. And he, whenever he's on the radio or something, he's really he seems like a really energetic, fun thoughtful guy but i think he has a lot a big case of being selfish and he's showing it again yeah and so there's only 310 members of the hall of fame and so wow that's it yeah because only five a year wow, so that's crazy. and here's the thing i just saw an article right um when i typed in how many people in the hall of fame i saw the first article is from nfl.com right there are 10 active guys that should be hall, first ballot hall of famers coming up next round right and i right. i read that and i was like this is my point to those to those people who are going to criticize me for saying that they're proving the Canton writers right, mm-hmm. it or the the voters right is. Listen, there's so many people that you could consider first ballot Hall of Famers. In general, it's just an honor to be a Hall of Famer. And I mean, listen, I get it. If To didn't become a Hall of Famer for another like 15 years and then got it, I'd probably be a little salty if I were him too. Yeah. He waited two years. Like uh, it's not that bad. It's not that big Chris of a deal. Chris Carter waited four, I believe. And Chris Carter might be uh, also a top five receiver of all time. Right. And so there's been six first ballot Hall of Famers, George, in the history, in the history of the Hall of Fame. Wait, wait. Excuse me. Six first ballot guys. That's it. Yeah. That ever make make it on their first ballot. That's and, pretty crazy. And I, I didn't know because that. you got to remember too, there could be guys right now from 20 years ago that are still on the ballot that are. Just going to get in now, right? Yeah, so I'm going to try to name some of I saw one of them. Jerry Rice. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, Dan Marino. No. Huh. So, Dan Marino. No, first, I said wide receivers. Oh, I thought you said six players no, of no, all no. time. No. That's why I was so There shocked. are six wide receivers ever to be first ballot guys. And that's in 1973's Raymond Berry. Okay. Steve Largent. Steve Largent, 95. Let me just go through the list. 1978, Lance Allworth. 1983, Paul Warfield. 95, Steve Largent, 2010, Jerry Rice, and then last year, uh, 2018, Randy Moss. Yeah. 2017, Randy Moss. So, and realistically, from Randy Moss to Jerry Rice, there was eight years, and then there was 15 years of people not getting it, and then, I mean, and then another 12 years, and then another 10 years. Like, it's, it's only been a couple guys, and literally since Steve Largent, 95, which is what now, 25 years ago? Almost 25 years? about 25 years. Almost 25 years ago, there's only been three guys. So it's not like it's something that's happening every year and you're just getting overlooked. And I know what's going to happen. There's going to be outrage when a guy like maybe Larry Fitzgerald, right, gets a first ballot Hall of Fame. Which he will, but he's been... But he's been a class act on and off the field. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. It was not about class act. Now, that's the thing that people, I feel like, are not getting is it's just going to depend who's on the ballot. I mean, first of all, they have never put uh, two wide receivers on the same ballot, first ballot, right? And I think somebody who talked about this, uh, I think was Chris Carter. He's talking about that. Like, they're not going to do that. They're never going to put somebody on the, the first ballot back-to-back or, or the same year, right? And Randy Moss was on it last year, and they probably felt like Randy Moss deserved it a little more. Right. And I understand. There was a people I – was, I was reading all this shit on Twitter today – People being like, but Randy Moss is one of those guys that kind of decided when he wanted to play. He's admitted to that, and right. he's had blah, 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 and this, and this. And I said, that's great, right? Besides all this, is there still a point for T.O. to boycott the Hall of Fame in- introduction? I mean, 
at the end of the day, you're in the Hall of Fame. You even if you have to be fake and go say like thank you. You know, I'm still a little pissed, but I'm here because I want to be with the Hall of Famers. This is not about the guys who voted or didn't vote for you. This right. is about being with your new Hall of Fame class. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, like I was saying earlier, the fraternity. This is not you're you're disrespecting the members of the fraternity. Forget the writers. The writers aren't even, the writers aren't in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, and and that's why I think it's it's pretty ridiculous. And you've had guys like Michael Irvin and Ladanian and Thomas, and they said they aren't happy with him. Um, and remember, uh, the Hall of Fame is going to ignore Terrell Owens. They're not recognizing him during this Hall of Fame. They're going to ship him his jacket. Really? You have to be at your ceremony. It's like, it's like, imagine not showing up to your graduation. Do you expect him to bring out your diploma and be like, George, Show, showing it to everyone? No, yeah. absolutely not. So, I mean, if, if you really want to, yeah. I mean, what is it about then? Terrell just have the jacket. I mean, it, it's part of the thing you earn, you earn to be a hall of famer, whether it took a year or two years to get in, you got to go there, pay your respects to the game of football, pay your respect to the fellow members of the hall of fame, pay your respects just to what the football gave you a really good life and a very nice lifestyle. So for him to do that, like I said, it's just disrespectful to the game of football. And once again, he's proving to the world that he's a selfish guy. And this is what a lot of these guys are saying. So uh, Michael Irvin was saying, we can't spend this moment for all these other guys talking about the guy that is not here, which is true. True. You cannot do that and take that away. He's doing his own thing wherever he's doing it. God bless him. And when they mention the class, they'll mention, but why should you steal the other guy's moment because of the decision? Um, so they said, I think it's the right move. They're not saying he's not going to have a, a bust in the room. They're, they are not saying he's not going to get his jacket. They're saying we're honoring his wish. He doesn't want to be here with us. We're going to mention him as little as possible. I think that's the right move. And you have other people. Um, Lawrence Taylor looks like it's time. I don't feel disrespected. He can do whatever he wants. But I think he's making the wrong move by not going to the ceremony just because he's giving the doubters too much room to make a judgment on him. And this is my point from the right. beginning is those people that already have a judgment on him are now going to double down on their judgment. Absolutely. And it's pretty ridiculous. Charles Woodson had something to say, or Rod Woodson, sorry, had something to say about it. I really don't care if he comes or not. But what bothers me more than anything is that T.O.'s life, he's had different things that happened to him in his life, but there's people who helped him come through in his childhood, high school, et cetera, et cetera. You can be there, acknowledge them, and they lose out because he's thinking it's all about T.O. Yeah. So he's all, once again, he's thinking about T.O. Right. And I almost feel like Terrell Owens is the type of guy that might show up on the day of the event and make it even more about him. Which is something <laughs> I'd be worried about him doing, actually. Like, just showing, oh, now it's really about me. I came out of nowhere. I'm here. I'm giving a speech. Like, he's just handling this all wrong. He's handling it all wrong. But at the end of the day, I agree with his original thought in his head that I should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I do, too. But does that matter? Because... Probably everybody that's been a Hall of Famer probably thought they should be a first ballot if they weren't, right? Right. I mean, like, every, literally every player that made the Hall of Fame that wasn't a first ballot is probably in their head like, damn, I should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Why wasn't I? Yeah. And they should do that rightfully so, but that doesn't mean they boycott it. I mean, I just don't understand that. That's that's like, that's almost like, you know, you don't get in. If 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 T.O. thought he was so great and got cut from his first NFL team, would he have just quit or would he have tried to prove them wrong and come back and try again? Exactly. Right? It doesn't hurt to be denied your first time. It's a, it's something that 
you can grow on and then now you're being honored you should appreciate it i mean if you try to make world peace and you don't get a Nobel peace prize the first time should you not show up if you get it the second time you <laughs> no, should you right probably should, yeah. you, you get an oscar you get a uh whatever it is uh, leonardo dicaprio took how many years and he finally got an oscar i mean i mean what he's he one of the greatest he, actors we have he went up there and he took it and he said Thank them so gracefully. Yeah. He talked about how most he almost doesn't deserve this because it's such right. a surreal moment. I, it's so weird how some people are just DNA are wired to think that the world is against them and think only about themselves, while other people are willing to you know embrace others, embrace failure, uh, learn from it, grow as humans. Versus, oh, it's just I hate everyone and I'm they're all against me and I'm gonna show them like. Just be. We all have pettiness in us. Yeah, I'm be, petty, but at the same time, after the pettiness washes away, and I feel like I was righted. If he was petty about not being in first ballot, but then gets in second, don't you feel like like what you're saying is you feel like he should it should wash away now, right? He like, should probably handle it with grace. I mean, yeah. whether he's petty in, inside, you can still, handle it different. You, you can handle it differently. It's okay to be petty. I'm petty, but a lot of times I try to handle it gracefully so people don't under, think I'm petty. You know what I mean? Or don't understand the extent of my pettiness right now exactly yeah so i mean speaking of the hall of fame i know we said we're going to talk about this so we'll we'll hit this conversation sweet cc did comment in on facebook saying martinez to the hall of fame which she's saying egger i think he has one more year of eligibility before he goes to the veterans committee he should get in though and this kind of here's here's a hall of fame talk we wanted to get into this um two things one Starting with T.O., and it's going to kind of relate to baseball and steroids and all this, is should voters take into consideration what happens, like, off the field or antics on and off the field? I mean, for example, there are people that could say Ray Lewis, right? Right. Might be a murderer. Could be. Could be a murderer. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Is that something we should be considering? Uh, We talk about – we talk about – uh, steroids and baseball players, right? I know a lot of people don't want those players in, but are we talking about guys that completely respected the game, completely respectful off field, or are we just talking about the guys that really you couldn't write the story of the game without them? This is where it gets really interesting. And that's where you said the exact words that matter. Can we write the story of baseball without talking about these guys? And that's what the Hall of Fame is. This is... This is not the hall of good people, as I like to say. It's the hall of good base for baseball, for example. Let's stick to baseball for a second. It's the hall, not a hall of fame. It's the hall. It's a hall of fame, not the hall of good people. It's about bringing in the right pe- people that represented the game of baseball in baseball. Uh, for example, I know for there were probably players in the 1930s and 1920s that you know didn't play against. There was a, uh, you know there was a, the Negro Leagues and there was the uh, Major League Baseball. So they didn't play against any uh, of the players in the Negro Leagues. There were probably some people in the 1930s that played baseball that were racist, right? Yeah. Should they be out of a Hall of Fame now because they were bad people? No. I mean, it's not the hall of good f- people. Like Pete Rose, can you? I mean, I know Pete Rose gambled on baseball, but can you talk right about the game of baseball without Pete Rose? No, you can't because Pete Rose is a major league leader in hits. And this is why I think it's okay to have parts of the Hall of Fame where. So I, I actually I just googled what the Hall of Fames look like. Like the NFL Hall of Fame would be kind of a hard place to put bad people in because there's not much 
right. thing. It's just like the heads everywhere. Yeah. But like the baseball hall of fame has little like lockers for each player, like explaining their yeah. story. And I honestly would never find anything wrong if like Barry Bonds is in there with kind of a little bit of a story and an asterisk, like mm. accused of steroids um, or admitted to steroids, but still has the all time, the the all time home run records. There's like almost like an asterisk on it, but like it's part of this. It, it like it's part of wow. We really couldn't have this without him, even though we believe that there was cheating involved. But like, like Mark McGuire and Sammy him. Sosa. I mean, can you really tell the story of baseball without that season where they chased the home run record? No, you really uh, can't. So they shouldn't. Should they not be in the Hall of Fame? They should. I mean, it doesn't mean that like they're good people. I mean, Barry Bonds hit seventy three home runs. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Alex Rodriguez might not make the Hall of Fame because he got busted for steroids. Alex Rodriguez is the best player of the two thousands. <laughs> yeah, and that's where it gets interesting. And it really depends, though. Here's the thing. The problem is I feel like we don't have a standard yet for what really is the Hall of Fame criteria. We have comment on Facebook from Sweet, Sweet CC saying, I think it should count. Your work in sports goes alongside with ethics, and that is true. But it depends really what the standard for the Hall of Fame is because for me, and I think this is something that maybe that's never been cleared up in pro sports. Yeah. And there's I Googled this morning, like, is there standards? What's the definition of being in the Hall of Fame? And there's really not a pure definition but for me in my head it's it's who like who needs to be in this book of football or the book of basketball or the book of baseball and i can't have the book of football without ray lewis for example at this point right right? and if he was a bad person maybe off the field i still can't not include him in my story if my kids ask me about baseball growing up i can't not mention Sammy Sosa or Barry Bonds or Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, even though they cheated, I have to mention them. But isn't that show that they're one of the biggest parts of the story in the history of baseball? Yeah, absolutely. And then, but I mean, when you look at baseball that way, that's a very good way to look at it. But if you also look at football, you kind of look at it different. Baseball is such a numbers-driven sport. Like, people talk about how many home runs did Ken Griffey Jr. have? How many home runs did Barry Bonds have? How many RBIs? What was his batting average? Well, football, it's like, what was his impact? Like, no one, like, you can say, you know, uh, Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs to, and has the record for most home runs a season, right? Yeah. Who, what's the record for most tackles in a season? I have no idea. I have no idea. So, baseball, especially, is such a number-driven sport that I feel like if you have the numbers, you have to be in the Hall of Fame because people care about the numbers. Yes, I know they could be tainted, but put it right there. Put like you said in Barry Bonds's Hall of Fame locker. Put put a big X against every steroid user on his locker. Put a little X that, you know, marks the spot or have a steroid portion of a Hall of Fame like acknowledge it. The 90s. Here's the 90s. Here's like the this 90s. Is what happened. Yeah, this this happened. It sucked. And you know what? If you want to induct them, you tell the guy, "You're going to be in the Hall of Fame, but there's going to be this X. Would you like to be in or not?" And if they don't want to be in there at the X, then don't put them in. They don't put them in. I'm sure there's guys like Barry Bonds that be like, I understand where I messed up, but I'd still love to be a part of the Hall of Fame. And you guys can write negatively about me if you want in there, but I I want to be part of the history of baseball. And you got to remember, I mean, steroids were technically never illegal at that point either. They're more frowned upon at the time? Well, no, they were frowned upon and illegal. They were actually illegal in the United States, but there's no testing policy, so you couldn't test positive for steroids. Yeah. So... No, you can't really say they did it, even though you know they did it. And a lot of them admitted to doing it, but it wasn't – you couldn't get suspended for it. Although we're certain 
Isn't that weird to think about? They're getting punished for something that technically there was no policy in place to actually punish them for. Yeah, it is very interesting that you. It's almost like I don't know. It's almost like being uh, fired for smoking weed at your job. Like being like, oh, we're we're a drug free company, but we know you smoke weed. But it's like we don't test for it. But like we're just assuming we've seen you out like partying and exactly. So or like so we're gonna fire you because. You know, we don't really like who you hang out with. Like, exactly. Okay, wait a second. Like, you can't test this. Like, there's no proof. Yeah, like, there's no, zero proof. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. And I feel, I feel for the Barry Bonds and the Roger Clemens and the, I mean, even in the lower, Mark McGuire's, Jeff Bagwell's. I mean, these guys that really, really moved the needle in baseball when I was younger and really kind of re- they re- baseball was dying in America after the strike, and then Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa really rescued baseball, and then baseball punishes them. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And now baseball's dying again because of no steroids, so it's kind of interesting. I think baseball is dying more because of the shifts. I I really think baseball needs to get rid of a defensive shift. Their hitting's actually been fine this year. Last year was the most home runs in the history of the MLB, but also the most strikeouts in the history of MLB, which is fine. There's a good balance then. But I- like the the problem is. I think is that just, first of all, we've talked to this a lot for our business-wise. NBA lets you distribute all videos on Twitter, mm-hmm. on Facebook, Instagram, while other sports like football and baseball are kind of hidden, right? Right. And for a sport like baseball, if there was free distribution of media and all this type of fun stuff, I think, you know, Twitter wouldn't be the basketball Twitter world or NBA Twitter all the time. Right. Maybe there would be some MLB Twitter. And the reason the NFL is fine without that is just because M- NFL is like an event. It's a one day a week yeah. kind of thing. But baseball is so long in such a like grueling long season that you should let the fans interact more. Let people download your videos and Absolutely. distribute it out and do fun stuff with it. Because that's why the NBA, while it's the off season or while there's no competition in the damn finals or there's no competition during the regular season and no one's trying because you can just distribute videos and dunks and have fun with it. NBA Twitter goes off. Facebook videos go off. Instagram goes off with videos and it makes it so much more fun for the, just for the fans. A hundred percent. And they're trying a little bit now with that whole cut for uh, page that they have and they let you distribute the rights to that kind of kind of, but uh, they, they'll get it right, I think. And at the end of the day, Sammy, there isn't that much exciting plays in baseball as much as basketball. You know what I mean? Very true. But but, but there's there's things to talk about. And I, I love baseball. And I think baseball has its place. But they got to figure out how to make the pace faster, make it more fun, get the fans involved, get the young people involved. Because before you know it, these young people, you saw this World Cup. Baseball could fall to the fourth most popular sport in America in a – in a flash, it could. I'm not saying it's going yeah. to, but, but with the r- right circumstances, it could. Well, the the thing is, locally, baseball's still fine in, in each That's respect your hometown. It's just the ne- nobody the cares. National, yeah. Nobody cares about the outside team. So I don't. I don't think there's ever going to be a solution for that. There's. It's not a star-driven league. In it's in football. Here's the thing with football. If football was like baseball, like a hundred games. It also have the same problem that people probably wouldn't care. I, the thing with the NBA is that everybody is like so attached to players more than right. teams that it's I, easy to follow more than one. Last year, Sammy, the Major League Baseball playoffs were fantastic. There was a lot of buzz about that. Yeah. And I think I, you said something there. I think they, this is where it's the problem. NBA, 
like you said, people fall in love with the players and the personalities. Football, it's once a week. People fall in love with the show. The it's event. Yeah. The event. Baseball's 162 games. I could literally tune in in September, catch the last week of the season, watch the playoffs, and then go about my way. Yeah. But, but we could say that about the NBA too, but I think the NBA found a way to by – have, By empowering the punch, players. Yeah. Yeah. To be bigger than the game. And exactly. that's why people watch these – meaningless games where Kevin Durant and Steph Curry don't even try during the regular season. And they make it like, which makes it, people are like, they're not even trying, but then it's like, oh, they have a chance to lose and da, 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 and it makes a storyline. Exactly. Speaking of basketball, before we sign off here, I just have an interesting thing from Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne. Kawhi Leonard's camp is seriously considering participating in the U.S. basketball national team in Vegas this week. He might be showing up next week. Um, Greg Popovich is, is the head coach of the U.S. national team. Which is very odd because it still says Monday was the first official date Leonard could have been eligible to sign the five-year Supermax, but it came and went with Leonard having already made it clear he does not want to return to San Antonio. But is he going to go deal with hanging out with Coach Pop? Like, I don't understand this guy. And teams are not offering very good things, what they're saying. For example, the Blazers apparently made offers not including Damian Litter or C.J. McCollum. Well, who, are they, who are they offering? <laughs> none of these teams are offering anyone. The Sixers have held out Ben Simmons, Fultz, and Embiid. Boston is not including Tatum, Brown, Irving, Hayward, or Horford in any of their trades. The Clippers, Denver, Phoenix, Portland, Toronto, Washington are all teams that have talked with San Antonio, none of them including any All-Stars, because every single team, and L.A. won't make an offer, because every team says... He's going to leave after next year. He obviously, if he doesn't want to be in San Antonio, why would he want to be in Philly? He obviously he has a great situation. So it's either the Lakers are not going to trade shit to them. They're not going to trade good players if they think he's just going to come next year. And why would any other team do that if they think he's going to go to L.A.? This is very interesting. I don't know what to say. He's, he's, a pre, he's acting kind of like a prima donna, but I don't know because he hasn't said anything. Like... Maybe he's staying in San Antonio. We don't even know. <laughs> you know what? It's probably happening. There's no trade market. The Lakers are LeBron's probably telling the Lakers, I don't want to give up all these young assets when Kawhi can just sign here next year. And everyone's calling and asking Kawhi's camp, hey, if we trade for him, is he will he resign? No no way in hell. And so and he's like, Well, I guess I might have to play on San Antonio for another season. So or he does uh, he sit out? If he sits out what, is he going to sit out two seasons in the prime of his career? No know. one's ever done that. I mean, that's basically like retiring for two years. Yeah, but he, he wouldn't sit out next year. I think the, you have a, last year actually had a real medical condition. If right. you have no medical record, he can't get paid anymore. So, like, he can't actually just sit out, like, boycott. It's not like the NFL, like, nobody can hold right. out. Like, even when you hold out, you don't get paid. Right. So, like, he can't – I don't think he'd actually hold out. Last year he was getting paid because he had a – Injury, injury condition, but now that the injury is supposed to be healed, you can't just hold out. You're not going to get paid. And so we'll see what happens. I don't yeah, think it's really I, weird. That's very interesting, though, especially since Popovich is the coach there. I mean, that's, that's going to be the whole point that's is interesting. Be, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the only like, reason that's it's only interesting. Reason that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, because like, that's the main reason it's interesting. Otherwise, like, whatever, he's just playing for Team USA. Yeah, it's, it's just, it was Coach K still. Who cares? Yeah, it's just a weird situation. I don't even know what's going I, I don't know. Sweet Cece said, so basically on Facebook, so we can basically agree that the Hall of Fame candidates might be able to have a ranking system where they can rate them on stats outside and outside work from the sport. That can be something good for them. Which, yeah, it could be based on 
a bunch of stuff. I mean, like, yeah, I like that. You can pretty much have a section saying this is the. It doesn't even have to be part of the. It could be part part of the Hall of Fame, like an inductee of this era or whatever it is. Something that's like, okay, this guy is not of the highest standards, but they have to be part of the hall. <laughs> Throw them in the dungeon it's a, of a the hall. The hall is a museum. It's a museum. I know. It's, exactly. It's history. I mean, imagine, okay, I, we all... There's hate, Nazi museums. I, that's what so I was going to say. say yeah. yeah, it's exactly what I was No one likes what happened in Germany during Holocaust, World sorry. War II in the Holocaust. There are Holocaust museums to acknowledge what happened because it is part of history. It, whether it's a dark side of history or not, it's still part of history. And steroids are not that dark. So I mean, I mean compared to, I mean, compared. No, I know, and that my, that's my point, though. It's like if they can have things to remember, remember dark times and acknowledge it, so we can grow and be better. Just with sports, it's like first of all, this is some of people's favorite players, and secondly, like, you know what? Maybe if some players saw that, like, oh, he made the Hall of Fame, but like, God, there's like a big ass red X. Maybe a guy like Ryan Braun would have never done steroids because he's still right. pretty damn good after steroids. I know, and before steroids, but. Maybe if he sees it's the like shame. It's like Robinson Cano now, not a Hall of Famer, even though he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's not going to make it now. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Exactly. <laughs> well, George, this was episode uh, 444, unless you got anything else to say. God, I'm so dumb. What? I was like wondering why, like this whole time, and I was going to ask you after the show, why Jacob said 444 to start the show. And I'm just like thinking about it, like literally. Like, like, is that an after, area code? Like during the show. And then all of a sudden, you're like, this is episode 444. I was like, oh, yeah. 444. You have anything else to say? That, that, that's really what I got to say. This is episode 444 of Sant Live, Sant Sports. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Sant Sports. If you're watching the podcast, you can find us live at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Or if you're listening to the podcast, sorry. You can find us at 10 a.m. Pacific time which is 1 o'clock Eastern, live on Facebook and Periscope and YouTube at Sound Sports. So check that out Monday through Friday. You can also, if you are watching us live, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just type in at Sound Sports. Do not forget to go to Sant Shop. Today's show is brought to you by SONTShop.com. We got a bunch of new Lakers LeBron gear. We got some Ben Simmons new gear that came out, which was pretty cool, and your favorite song gear. So... A bunch of cool different sports stuff. We're going to be releasing stuff every once in a while. Every couple of days will be new shirts from new sports team or new things happening in the sports world. So check out SONTShop.com. Follow George on Twitter and on Instagram at GJERJOUR. That's G-J-A-R. J-O-U-R. You can also <laughs> find me at GJERJOUR. Sammy. Um, it's spelled there. Like our Facebook pages. Uh, George George Jordan, Sammy George Jordan. I'll be posting shit every day. George has been posting stuff too. Follow us on that social media stuff. So please do that. And we'll be back tomorrow for episode 445 at 10 a.m. tomorrow. George, this what is up? Sports on Tap and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace. This is Alan. Let's go! Before the first pitch, he's at the top of his banking game. With the Wells Fargo mobile app, he's using Zelle to settle up with his friends for that hot dog and drink and checking his account balances. For Alan, it's the game day bank. This is your right here, right now bank. This is Wells Fargo. The Zelle is available to United States bank account holders only. Terms and conditions apply. Message and data rates may apply. The Zelle service is property of Early Warning Services, LLC. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. member FDIC. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the brilliant iPhone XR included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. 
All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after 16-25 month credit. Apply within two bills or canceled early. Remain balance due and limited basic after 9-30-20. Pay $32 per month per line with auto pay. Take a deeper organization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply.